Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Holly, how's it going? It is fine. I'm actually really good today. So, how are you? I have a bit of a sore throat, but sure, <clears throat> that's par for the course in these COVID times. <laughs> COVID? You leave the COVID out of this. Oh yeah, COVID. Genie man, blaming the crows <laughs> for no reason. I've got crows on my brain. Yeah, uh, I've just emerged from three and a half hours of The Godfather. Godfather Two. Oh my God. Oh, it was amazing. Great Talk movie. about the best Saturday ever. Nice and relaxing. Me, two cats, food, three and a half hours. Now, tell me, we have noticed amazing things happening now, as well as really, really tragic things happening. But one of the things that we've noticed is that the world is just, it has different sounds now, doesn't it? Or rather, now that the human noises are gone... Yeah. Or at least the really loud human noise are gone. We can hear nature. Yeah, we can hear the sounds of, you know, stuff that, you know, we just didn't hear, especially in our cities. I mean, I'm I'm in an out of Trinity College now at the moment, which is dead in the, in the city centre in Dublin. And it is like a wildlife reserve. It's just bored squirrels. The seagulls have disappeared because there's no food for them. So that cacophony of calls from the uh, yeah. from the rooftop has kind of largely disappeared, which leaves you open to hearing the the song thrushes and the blackbirds and the the finches and the blue tits and the you know the robins all singing at at night and in the morning. It really is incredible. Yeah, and, you know, throughout the world, we're seeing nature tentatively bouncing back, bounce back. So in the developed world where we live in. It's a beautiful thing. It's very nice to see all these animals coming back in to our neighbourhoods because we're quite comfortable and we, you know, even though we're in this uncomfortable situation, it's, for want of a better word, it's not the end of the world. So it's different for us because we can kind of enjoy that in developing countries in countries without government support at these times. There is a, a danger that without tourism, without the ability to leave your house and earn a living, People are going to start going back to the forests and back to the nature reserves to look for food. Right. So there's this kind of pros and cons of what's going on in the world right now with, with our pandemic. And yeah. realistically, the sooner it better comes, it, obviously, the sooner the better it comes to an end. But I think, especially in the developed world, we can maybe make steps to continue decreasing traffic, allowing space for animals, 
trying to, uh, you know, work from home a little bit more. These are all good things that you can see nature has been allowed to breed a little bit. And in the developed world, maybe put support systems in place that if something like this or another natural disaster happens again, people won't have to rely on going back to traditional methods of eating and hunting, which are fine in, you know, a small scale, but when there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people without food or support, uh, nature just can't take that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, watching it over the past, you know, month has been incredibly interesting. Equally uh, enthralling and, and worrying at the same time from two two different perspectives, you know? Yeah. Just reading online, I've heard that some rhino poachers have been active again in southern Africa. Mm. And that's part of yeah. fewer guards on duty, I guess. So people are taking the, that opportunity. Yeah. Which is sad. Crime doesn't sleep. And then the flip side of that is the rosewood trade from Africa has virtually stopped. Oh. And the trade in certain uh, short-term wildlife like pangolins and stuff has basically shut down. Mm. And that's just because China shut down and the display wasn't warranted. There was no demand there. So it's very complex, like all things, in the natural world and in conservation. And it's one of those things that maybe when we get over this, in the future we can look back and make implement plans for any future natural disasters like this or any outbreaks like this that we can cope better and as i said in in our developed world to try and hang on to some of these tentative steps that nature have taken has taken forward in, into our our neighborhoods and i think everybody will come out of this with an appreciation of the ability to go for a walk you know that isn't a government sanctioned walk in nature i think nature has been a saving force for people over this last couple of months and uh, I hope that people will come out with a greater appreciation for it. There just seem to be so many birds around now and actually visible. Like I'm seeing loads of tree creepers in the Phoenix Park that I hadn't noticed before. Mm. I'm seeing loads of thrushes, which I did see in fairness every year, but there just seemed to be more of them. Yeah, A friend of mine was remarking that he now gets the most beautiful soaring song of the lark, the skylark, when he goes out for his walk in the Phoenix Park, which he hadn't heard so often and of course we put out the call a few weeks ago to ask people to record whatever natural sounds they were hearing in their own yeah that's right that's right and we got the most amazing array of sounds and I'm so excited to actually let everybody listen to the stuff that our listeners sent in so this is our little relaxation take your mind off the troubles of the world (laughs) episode where you can kind of chill out and just listen to the sounds of nature. Yeah. Especially if you're not close to a park. I mean, there's another thing we take for granted, us that have wild areas close to us. There's so many people that don't. Yeah. You know, again, um, something to think about for future planning or... Absolutely. Creation of, of neighbourhoods and so on and so forth. And I one of the takeaways that I hope people take with them from this is that we really do need greenery to live. Like, it's not just a notion that it's nice to have greenery around. We actually need nature, even if it's just... It's not aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. It's not just aesthetic. Nature is not aesthetic, you know. They've done all sorts of studies to show that your brain does act differently when you're in nature. Mm-hmm. And when we're deprived of it, we, we notice it. The other thing is we're all indoors now for X amount of hours every day, way more than we've ever had. And that's the type of life that we impose on many of the animals that we bring into our lives. So, for example, I know from around our neighbourhood here, 
People have big dogs, like huskies, that they leave in their very small houses. They go out to work for 10 hours and then they come home and their dog had been by themselves for 10 hours mm. and is slowly going insane and has all these behavioural problems. Yeah. And now, because I'm stuck here, I totally get what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially for social animals like dogs that need yeah. a pack. And I'm conscious of myself, you know, even with rescue animals I take in. Yeah. Some of them... If I had more space, I would definitely want to give it to them, put it that way. Um, but you do the best you can with the, the space you have available. And I think it's it's something important that people should take note of when they're getting any animal. It's just to look at providing adequate habitat, basically. for And it. proper enrichment. Proper enrichment. If it's a snake, give it a cage with a lot of branches and covers and water and all the stuff that you can hide around in just to make it as natural as possible yeah um, and then certain animals just shouldn't be pets it's like the terrapins we've been finding dead yeah around the country are people dumping them now people are dumping them again terrapins are these um turtles yeah freshwater turtles is, is another name for them are you finding dead ones around the place well, I personally found one yesterday um, there's people sending us in photographs of them swimming up and down the canals and that's a slow extended death for them because we'd get what a week of warm weather yeah in a year and that's not enough for these these species are from north america which tends to get really cold winters but also very warmer summers than we would yeah where we kind of have this drizzly damp you know at the moment anyway we have that kind of uh, climate yeah and it just doesn't suit them so again it is important to recognize that the reason they ended up there was because people took them on when they were small mm. and then p- couldn't provide the habitat or the enrichment that they needed. Yeah. So I think maybe when you go or if you're listening to this or if you have a friend who's talking about getting an animal and you can say to them, listen, have you got space? Are you prepared to, you know, give it the enrichment or take it out when it needs to be taken out? And are you prepared to, you know, be with that animal till it dies? Because yes. how long do terrapins live? Some of them up to 40, 50 years. Some of right. Them... So they could be heirlooms. You could be passing them down to your... They could be heirlooms. Yes, exactly. It's one of those things. Think about the time you were in COVID lockdown and remember what it was like. What it was like. Yeah. Yeah. And pass that on to your pals. And remember, have a think about what it's like without internet and, and without books and stuff. If you're just sitting there staring at four oh my walls God, for, ten, yeah. for 10 hours sitting a day, there. I mean, you, you would go bonkers, you know? Yeah, crazy. That's our little rant and lecture over. Um, let's 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 give some beauty to these beautiful people. Yes. Well, we had um, gosh, we had so many people sending us a lovely stuff, and um, we had, for example, Brendan Galvin in Kerry sent us this beautiful song thrush. Beautiful. Really nice. Oh, that's absolutely stunning. I could listen to that thrush all day. And this is Mike Williams, who's a radio producer in Sydney. And he stuck his microphone out his back window and he got the most beautiful frogs, especially for you. Ah, oh, brilliant. That ain't a mic. 
Trisha Harris sent us some beautiful bird song from her um, from her back garden in Dublin. Thomas McElheron sent us some stuff as well, Dublin. Thomas McElheron, my old pal, my mentor. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, yeah. I pronounced his name wrong. Tom, How do you say Tom, it? Thomas McElheron, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to pronounce, yeah. And then uh, Stephen Martin sent us some stuff too. Oh, Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how are things? Um, Margaret Cowell also sent us in this beautiful recording. Okay. It's a goldfinch. And Margaret is in Limerick. And then our friend Liam Garrity, he's got a garden pond and it's going to play some beautiful water sounds there. There's, there's nothing like that sound of water. It's just so soothing. Um, I have one one pond in the garden that has a waterfall fixed to it. It's not a wildlife pond because wildlife and water pumps don't really mix. But it's it's I think it's one of those things. Even if you have a wildlife pond, um, get yourself a little solar fountain or something because it's just so relaxing to listen to the sounds of um, of water trickling. It just soothes the soul. Here's one. Here's a beautiful one from America, Jean Wishingrad. And she's got the most unusual creatures at the back. Well, I never thought I'd be listening to American bird song in a, in a pandemic lockdown, but there you go. There's always some good, interesting stuff that happens. And it sounds so different to the birds in our back garden. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the things as a naturalist you notice when you go out to do field work and something like that, even if you're not, you know, working in, in, in conservation or nature, it's something you can notice whenever you go on holidays to any different areas to keep your ears perked for those different sounds, the crickets, the frogs, the, the uh, and especially the bird song because it's so unique to each, you know, area. Even the kookaburra and, you know, in Australia, it's so iconic. There's all those different sounds that you can kind of listen out for. Speaking of Australia, we're going back there again. This one is from Greg Dwyer in Queensland. So Greg's a mate of mine. He lives in a place called Charleville in Queensland. And it's a quite rural that recording has had to take me right back to uh, to many many wonderful nights out in in the uh, the wilderness of Australia and many wonderful nights in the wilderness of Australian bars and <laughs> great crack as well. Brilliant people. So this is sort of turning into around the world trip because our next station is Gabby Fishbach. Now Gabby recorded this in her mother's house and her mother lives on top of a hill in a place called the Eiffel in Germany. It's a nice rural area. I've been there, it's absolutely gorgeous and the bird song is just beautiful from the top of this lovely hill. 
And again, Germany, quite different, quite unique in the sounds there than our own, um, our own board songs. Uh, fake McHugh is up next. Go on, Fake. I think that's the chip chaff I hear. That's lovely. That is gorgeous. Yeah. Next up, we have Connor Gallagher, who lives in Dublin, um, sent us birdsong from his garden. Connor lives in not too far from the city centre, and what's remarkable about this sound is you just don't hear the traffic that you would normally hear there. You wonder if are the birds singing more because there's less noise to drown them out, or were they always singing but we just couldn't hear them because of the traffic? That's something that I I I hope I hope somebody writes up a paper or tries to do some kind of formal studies from wherever they're locked down because there's so much stuff that's fascinating that you can't really kind of look into because you know we are in this lockdown but yeah that's really interesting most of these recordings were just recorded on um on mobile phones and the sounds are traveling quite a lot and being picked up very nicely by these phones that's what birds want they're communicating so they want their their communications to travel and now that the human-made sounds are gone, I'm sure they are travelling further. Yeah, they want to say, stay, stay out of my patch. Like that famous cartoon where the man is listening to the birds and he's saying what beautiful sounds they're making. And then the speech bubbles are translated from board and it's like, I'm so horny. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> he's either being mad aggressive and telling people to F off or they're like coming on to people. Yeah, it's very, very funny. This one, this next one is from my patch, except I didn't record it. It's from Brendan Walsh, who's a zookeeper who we spoke to. Our, our, our brilliant pal. Our brilliant pal who looks after the elephants here. Um, he recorded these gorgeous zoo sounds. What we're hearing there is a mix of wolves. And then that booming sound, that's the Simon Gibbons. And in the background, that sort of almost mechanical sound is made by lemurs. Uh, that's a brilliant one. That's a, a great one. And thanks again to, to Brendan. And thanks to all the staff in the zoo and in all the zoos, Photo Wildlife Park and Kilkenny Reptile Zoo, who are dealing with a lot of stress. They still have to show up for work. They still have to feed these animals. They have to look after them. Um, same with the aquariums around the country. The rescue centres, the, the ISPCA, the My Lovely Horse. There are a lot of people out there who are still putting in the hours and behind the scenes to keep animals fed and watered. And, you know, it's uh, it's very admirable. And, you know, they won't be celebrated as much as, you know, obviously frontline workers all over are doing their bit. But uh, it's good to give them a shout out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we're going back to Germany now for our next one. This is my mate, Claudia. Hello, Claudia. Claudia lives in a very nice area of Cologne. Cologne, brilliant. And she lives in a suburb, but it's the type of suburb that I wish that we could actually build here. It is just bursting with greenery. It's quite high density, but you don't notice it because everything is surrounded by greenery and there's allotments, there's people growing vegetables. And it just gives you that different feeling. And there's little parks everywhere and there's so many people, but you don't feel that it's as densely populated. So she just sat in her balcony and gave us these beautiful bird sounds. So this is my one now. I did this at the back garden and it's something that I love. I think everybody loves. It's a bumblebee. I think it was a queen. Really big one. And I don't know which species, but just beautiful. That's a queen, all right. That was big, bulbous bums that shouldn't really be able to fly, but they do. That's incredible. And at this time of year now, they're, they're out and about and they're looking for a little nooks and crannies to start a nest in you know in, in the wild they would have been looking for all rotten wood or uh, abandoned rodent holes but you know there is plenty of instructional videos on youtube on how to build a bumblebee box and it's not difficult we've had we've had bumblebees nesting in our back garden for the last five years and we actually had two nests last year so just from putting these boxes in around under bushes and in the, in the in the uh, undergrowth and they are so inconspicuous you wouldn't notice them they don't bother you they don't sting they just bumble along and it's quite pleasant a sunny day you're sitting there having your dinner in the back garden and these guys are just trundling in over your head like um like rotund helicopters and it's very very nice very pleasant and you are helping out these species by providing a home for them because again you know a lot of people's um, places are basically concrete now or fake grass so yeah it's good to give them a little spot This next one is Joanne Monaghan and that's a bat detector Brilliant and uh, something that any ecologist will invest in it's a, it's a great sound it's one of those things you don't know if they're up there and then when you turn it on 
off they go and that's you know it's it's magic it really is and then once you know you're they're there you can kind of catch fleeting glimpses of them in your headlight but uh yeah that's really cool fair, fair play joanne appreciate that And then we also got some lovely sounds here from Claire Fox in Dublin. And Naomi, I don't know Naomi's second name. And Rose Foley in Galway. As well as Michael Fain. And Claire Breslin, my lovely niece. And Lucas as well, don't know the second name. Lucas, yes. Lucas is in uh, the Midlands there. That's from a housing estate. Incredible, incredible sounds from a housing estate. The boards are certainly taking advantage of these areas and, you know, and then we can hear them because we've no traffic and sirens going off. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and before we go, I would love to, um, as you know, you and I have visited the My Lovely Horse Rescue Farm and I do some volunteering for them as well and I really admire what they do because like so many rescues around the place they're still working hard still taking in extra animals and over the past few weeks I don't know why or whatever but they just seem to have more and more animals being dumped dogs cats pigs and also tons of horses being left in utterly dreadful circumstances just over the last three four weeks they have been absolutely inundated with animals and of course they're they have fewer volunteers now because of corona and some people have to isolate and whatnot I was just wondering if anybody has a the price of a cup of coffee or a few quid to throw their way because they have such a large number of animals to look after right now I think they're struggling and um, they'd be delighted for any bit of help that they can get that's a, a very it's a very very fair um, charity to give you know because they really are flying by the seats of their pants and they are honourable and good people and everything goes to the animals and we can guarantee that so yeah so we leave links up on the uh, description of the podcast and give them a dig out if you can guys thank you absolutely everything goes to the animals so thank you to everybody for sending in those wonderful sounds and before we pop off I'm going to leave you with a little melody I suppose that I I, um, I cut with some of the bird sounds that you sent in and music because uh, when it comes to mixing up sounds with music I can't help myself so thanks again and we will see you very soon for a new episode of The Critic Shed. If I start raving around the shed now and knock over something, I'm firmly blaming you, OK? <laughs> All right, then. Talk to you soon. See you next time. Oh, and uh, before I forget, I was out in the zoo the other night and I did some extra recordings of some really big animals that you and I have met before, Collie. So, um, yeah, have a listen for some extra sounds that we haven't played in this bit so far.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.